everybody. Welcome to The Wake Up. Here is the latest from Hollywood, the media biz, and social platforms on Monday, June 22nd, 2020. Hope everybody had a splendid weekend, but a pretty slow start to this week. There's some activity around Aaron Sorkin's next movie and some things at Discovery, AMC Theaters, and NBC Universal. And then uh, we're good to go, so this should be pretty quick. All brought to you by my favorite non-alcoholic beer, Athletic Brewing. And Disney Plus dropped the trailer for Hamilton, the movie of the Broadway show. Uh, I mean, not too much new here, but uh, always fun to relive the greatest hits. So I'll put a link in the show notes for the curious. That hits Disney Plus on July 3rd. Now over to Hollywood. Aaron Sorkin's next directorial effort, The Trial of the Chicago 7, is in the works to move from Paramount to Netflix, according to Deadline. That would be the second deal between the two companies, after The Lovebirds back in the spring. The movie was already pre-sold to some international territories, which is obviously a no-go for Netflix, so they're working to see if they can unwind those deals so this Netflix deal can be done. The movie revolves around the famous 1969 trial, around the arrests made during the 1968 Democratic Convention in Chicago. The cast includes Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Sasha Baron Cohen, and some other well-known actors who only have two names, like Seth Rogen and Eddie Redmayne. Apparently, social media gently informed AMC theaters how moviegoing works this weekend. The country's largest movie theater chain reversed their policy over the weekend about making masks mandatory. So everybody's going to have to wear one when they begin to reopen their theaters on July 15th. But uh, shirts are now optional. Go figure. Regal and Alamo Drafthouse will also have mandatory mask-wearing policies. But either way, really tough to eat popcorn and candy through a mask. So uh, this will be interesting. And over at Discovery, their head of global streaming, Peter Ferrissey, is leaving the company next month, according to Next TV. This is after an almost two-year tenure. Discovery launched the Food Network's Kitchen SVOD product, but overall hasn't really done too much in the streaming game in the domestic or international realms. His position will not be replaced. Next up, over to the media biz and social platforms. Tennessee's largest newspaper prints a full-page ad from a Christian doomsday group. I mean, who said bad advertising policies were just for social media? The Wall Street Journal does a pretty in-depth profile on the head of NBC Universal. And today's pop quiz? What was Aaron Sorkin's film directorial debut? The answer after a break for a non-alcoholic beer from Athletic Brewing. So today's Monday, and I'll definitely be reordering my athletic brewing stash. Went through uh, quite a few golden ales after some hiking over the weekend, which are really just the perfect drink after any athletic activity. I mean, it's in the name of the product. Crisp, super light and refreshing, only 50 calories, made from all organic malt. And you get the pleasure of a cold beer without the extra calories and without the haze that can come on after a few beers in the afternoon. Best of all, free shipping to all 50 states when you buy 12 or more. Just get two six packs. I personally love the golden ale, as you all know, and the uh, run wild ipa is awesome too go to athleticbrewing.com slash shop that's free shipping when you order two six packs or more today the direct link is of course in the show notes and now the answer to today's pop quiz aaron sorkin's first film as a director was 2017's molly's game starring jessica chastain and idris elba okay that was probably an easy one but uh hey it's a slow news day And now over to the media biz and social platforms. 
Tennessee's largest newspaper, The Tennessean, published an anti-Muslim full-page ad in their Sunday edition this weekend. The ad said that Islam would detonate a nuclear bomb in Nashville on July 18th. The print ad was paid for by a Christian organization. Sure, why not? But Deadline cited that some have also called it a doomsday cult. The quote Christian organization also referred to Trump as the final president of the U.S. In response, the VP and editor of the paper cited a quote breakdown in the normal processes at the paper, saying it should have never been published. That's an impressive internal investigation. Speaking of Nashville, comedian D.L. Hughley passed out on stage during a stand-up set there this weekend and was subsequently diagnosed with COVID-19, according to Variety. D.L. said he has been asymptomatic and that the diagnosis was a surprise to him. The onstage collapse was attributed to severe exhaustion and dehydration, according to a statement. The Wall Street Journal had a pretty entertaining profile of Jeff Schell, the head of NBC Universal, this weekend. They dove into his career-long drive to shake things up in the entertainment business, most recently with the uh, great Universal Pictures second quarter pivot experiment. Definitely worth a read, so the link is in the show notes. And finally, just a couple of reminders today. The advertising new fronts kick off, well, virtually. I believe Roku is up first. And Apple's Worldwide Developers Conference, or WWDC, kicks off today at 10 a.m. West Coast time. And uh, speaking of Apple, that's convenient. Uh, If you're an Apple podcast listener, please take uh, five seconds and give a rating for this free podcast or give a share on the LinkedIn. And in honor of Father's Day yesterday, we'll go out with the latest from the Zac Brown band, The Man Who Loves You The Most. Have a great day, everybody. I'll see you tomorrow. I hope you see the seven wonders. I hope you sail the seven seas. I hope you let the whole world in your heart, but you still got room for me. I hope you find a guy that treats you right. On your wedding night, I'll raise a toast. Hope he understands. I'll always be the man that loves you the most.